Okay, so it's my great pleasure uh, to have Barbara join me today. Uh, Barbara is someone I have known for many years and respected uh, within the industry uh, and has, is the author of four really wonderful cookbooks uh, and has really shaped how I look at uh, menus and uh, the needs for practitioners to support their patients with good wholesome diets. So I'd like to welcome you. Um, thank you for giving up. Um, nice to be here. You're very welcome. And I say thank you for sparing us the time. It's, it's wonderful. So, yeah, I mean, obviously you and I have known each other for many a year now. And uh, I've seen the evolution of the books uh, that you've brought out and uh, always watch that with, with great interest. Uh, certainly the, the early one that you, you launched we sold a lot of, and we got some wonderful feedback about how it really helped people change their direction, um, having seen a practitioner and uh, been somewhat sort of struggling with what to do, particularly back, you know, 20, 30 years ago, there weren't all of these different options around. And uh, so really today, just wanted to give people a little bit insight into you, into your background. And um, I suppose the first thing is, you know, what really drove you to go and train in home economics and uh, you know this passion this obvious passion you have for for cooking um well the home economics yeah i've always been interested i think even from an early age um i was the child in secondary school who taught, took a toothbrush to school and didn't eat sweets so it must have been sort of inbred in me that you know that there's something out there that's important um, but really my real interest in nutrition as a sort of a, um, I'm going to say alternative subject perhaps I shouldn't say that but um, not as a dietitian um, in, in the conventional sense of the word was when my first son was born which was 46 years ago now and at three weeks old he was on an antibiotic for a throat infection and um, a month later he went down with another infection you've heard this story before uh, so back to the doctors yes he needed another in, in antibiotic so um, I took that but I, I was starting to feel uncomfortable and when a month later he went down with another infection I went back to the doctor and I said I really don't want him to have an antibiotic I didn't know why I just knew I didn't want him to have one can he get away without it yeah I think so take the prescription just in case um, and that doctor eventually learned that as soon as I walked through the door, he'd say to me, I know you don't want an antibiotic. <laughs> so we were very lucky um, that this was like 1974, that there was a health food shop in the town where I lived. So I went off to the health food shop. And again, in those days, there wasn't a lot to offer. But I came back with home with vitamin C. And whenever either of my children then went down with what I thought was an infection of some kind, in went the vitamin C. And after that, Mark had the two antibiotics. He never had another. My second son never had one at all. And that really spiked my interest in, you know, what was going on with diet and medicine and, you know, supplements and all the rest of it. So I, I started reading whatever I could find. Remember, with no internet, there's very few books out there on this sort of subject. Um, so I, I started uh, buying books, anything that I could find, 
And what I used to do in those days, I mean, we lived on the edge of Manchester and even Waterstones in the centre of Manchester. The alternative book section was about a bit, as big as a small little bookcase that you might have in your bedroom. Um, so there wasn't a lot to choose from, but I bought any books I could find. And then I used to read the bibliography in the back and order the books out of the back of the, each book and then read another one and order some more books. Um, and I gradually changed my diet, read as much as possible and knew, I just knew that's the, the direction I wanted to go in. But I chatted to everyone I could find and no one seemed to know where there was an opening in this. I knew I didn't want to go down the orthodox route. Um, and then eventually, um, I think it must have been in, well, early 80s, I can't remember what year I actually went on your parents' course, but I saw this course for dietary therapy, as we called it then, um, in a Here's Health magazine. We used to have a Here's Health magazine, which was a little A5 book. Absolutely. And I, was, I was just so excited. So I, I just booked on the course straight away, and that was the beginning. Right. Yes. I mean, gosh, that is going back some years. And uh, that in itself was a bit of a forerunner for a lot of the sort of colleges that are out there now. Uh, much simpler times, you know, tougher to get hold of information. I mean, our understanding has evolved a lot since then. But uh, yeah, they were, they were fun times as everyone was really starting to discover what I would call alternative medicine, which is something mm -hmm. people almost feel ashamed to refer to these days. We seem to have become integrated or, or yeah. complementary when actually I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a little bit alternative. Mm. Um, and so, You're right. You're right. Yeah. And so obviously you, you did the course. That, I think that was, a, was that a two year course you did with? Yeah, I can't remember. It was either 18 months or two years and it was a weekend a month in London. And that's right. where I first, first met you. And as you say, you think you're perhaps about 16 at the time. That's right, yes. I used to have to travel up on a Sunday with uh, huge boxes of supplements, which I remember being a logistical nightmare, getting them from the <laughs> to, to, to deliver them all. But again, you know, uh, yeah, fond memories. And, uh, oh, yeah. And I just absolutely adored every minute of those courses. And I, I was, it's almost like people say you found your tribe. I mean, up in Manchester at the time, I didn't know anyone else who was interested in what I was interested in. So to find all these people sitting in a room, you know, there were probably about 30 of us, all interested in the same subject. And your mum and dad, who were just this, these knowledgeable people, you know, your dad was just so good at the biochemistry. Mum, you know, took the naturopathic side. And what a training, you know, and just always um, feel privileged to have trained with them because I just learned so much. Yes, they, they certainly were yin and yang, weren't they? And uh, yeah. I think they, they brought so much to the table, actually, um, of which, you know, I think maybe as they separated and did their own things, they, they missed a bit of that. And uh, mm. I, think, I think the College of Dietary Therapy was probably my favourite time, so not just because it was new and everyone had such enthusiasm, um, but it really was a very balanced course. You had the deep biochemistry. You had very much the naturopathy. Um, it was yeah, fun. It wonderful. was fun. And I still find myself quoting things and think, that's Barbara. <laughs> you know, sentences that she said have just stayed in my mind. And I, th I think I must have just hung on to every single word. It was just like magic to me. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I obviously was, I was brought up amongst it and had little choice but to listen to what mother would say. Uh, but certainly, you know, I think um, 
obviously what you're doing and also what she's done is very much at the moment. You know, you talk about this whole pandemic, um, you know, the need for vitamin D, the need to get sunlight, which is an irony why we're locked down. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, yeah, so many of those things that I was taught as a child, suddenly I'm seeing around thinking, my goodness, how, how right they were. Mm -hmm. We had actually all listened a little bit more back then. Yeah. So we're way, way ahead of the time. Yeah, well, thank you. And uh, it was yeah. lovely that you uh, were part of all that. that that's really part of my, my family history, I suppose. Yes. So obviously after you did the course, um, you obviously went on to create a successful nutritional practice. Um, yes. From memory, um, that, that, was that above Swinton Health Food Stores? Wasn't that it? was above Swinton Health Food, <laughs> <laughs> you remember. Um, yeah, it just so happened. I, I actually feel things fell into place because I actually feel what I did and the books were all meant to be. Um, because back home, um, someone opened a health food shop about half a mile from where I lived. And I used to pop in, obviously, and frequented it. And I just happened to mention one day that I was doing this course. And the gentleman said, well, why don't you open a clinic? We've got rooms upstairs. And that was how it happened. I didn't have to try. It was just already there for me. And what was good about being above the health food shop, you know, I had a ready clientele because anyone they um, couldn't manage to get on top of the problems that they had, they would send up to me. Wonderful. Yeah, win-win. Yeah, so it was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Well, so, fantastic. so that's what I did. And I was there for 17 years, believe it or not. Gosh, yeah, that's scary to think, isn't it, how those years have passed. But uh, yeah. yes, I remember it well. I, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it was a busy little place from what I remember. It was, it was very, they were very good. It was very good as a health food shop as well. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I just loved doing what I was doing. You know, whenever I went to work, I didn't go to work, oh, it's work today. It was like, wow, what's happened going to happen today? It was just exciting. And absolutely loved every minute of it. Well, that isn't, I mean, that is amazing, isn't it? With the human body, every, every scenario is different and uh, throws, throws up so many different challenges. And uh, yeah, yeah you're, you're almost starting from base every time you sit with a new patient. And, and just lovely to have that time, you know, because I used to spend an hour and a half on the first visit, an hour after that, to have the time to listen to people because yeah. I learned so much from what they were telling me. And all my books have got a, a written section, as you know, in the front. And a lot of what I learned that I put in those front sections was what my patients taught me. Some of it probably in the first one is what your mum and dad taught me. But after that, it was what the patients taught me. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a privilege to be part of their journeys as well. Absolutely. Well, it, it is <laughs> a privilege to be that. And, you know, if you think of people like Bruce Lipton's work, The Biology of Belief, that time of empowering people. Is, yes. is so so important you know the the most powerful drug known to mankind is actually the placebo yes. so actually being able to explain and change that biochemistry by giving hope i think is mm -hmm. so, yeah something yeah. we all seem to lack <coughs> these days and uh yeah that's a sadness i think we you know particularly with what's going on with the pandemic we've had more time and people are saying suddenly my goodness don't i appreciate having that extra time to stop and think and i think yes yeah slightly robbed of that over the years yeah 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 so, so go on sorry no i was just going to say you know obviously you uh were, you built the clinic and you had a successful clinic i've always wondered what you know what was the motivation or when did the concept drop into your mind that this you know that somebody needed to produce a book to support these changes for people 
It's happened because people were asking me, um, the same as we talked about earlier, uh, what do I do now you've taken me off gluten, dairy, sugar, <clears throat> yeast, whatever. How do I go home and put this into practice? Because there's no books to turn to. There's no internet in those days. You were just leaving people stranded and floundering. Yeah. So what I started doing was producing recipes, just you know, on a sheet, photocopied, and I would hand them out recipes. Here's a recipe for a cake. Here's a recipe for you know a breakfast cereal, whatever. Um, and these recipes kept getting, you know, it was a bigger set of recipes as time went on. Uh, and then one day a gentleman came to see me with his, his daughter, who I helped, and he said, why don't you make all these recipe, um, recipe leaflets into a book? I said, well, yeah, but how do I do that? You know, I hadn't a clue in those days. I didn't have a computer. So what he did, <clears throat> very kindly, brought me a computer from, from his business, set it up in our front room and showed me how to use it and showed me how to get all the recipes onto this uh, computer, which was just so kind. It was just absolutely brilliant. And at the same time, another client said, oh, I'm an illustrator. Would you like me to illustrate the book? Wow. You know, isn't, it is a wow, because it's as though, you know, someone's putting everything into place because this book is meant to be out there. Yeah. Um, so that's what happens. Uh, happened. And all I did was just have it printed at a little local printer's. And as you know, you know, I got through, I think it was something like 14,000 copies of the book that you used to buy. Yeah. Um, because I used to post them to you and other therapists and in fact they went all over the world i was posting them to new zealand and europe and even single copies or boxes of books it was just very fortunate that my clinic was two doors away from the post office because otherwise it would have been a nightmare <laughs> yeah no i remember the first book so fondly it was a you know obviously a much smaller piece but uh my goodness yes we certainly sold a lot of those and, and i say the feedback we got from people was phenomenal because like I said at that time not only was there not on the internet was there not all of that information but there wasn't the food choices either no. so you know suddenly going down that route was a, a huge mammoth task for a lot of people and I think you've did an amazing job of bridging well identifying that need and actually you know supplying that need to people which uh, I you know, thank you for it was uh, it helped us establish the idea that actually you know healthy eating doesn't have to be going without Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, the, the, the cook, Cooking Without was the name <clears throat> and chatting to a friend. I said, what can I call this book? And she was thinking Cooking Without. She was trying to think what to put after Cooking Without. I said, that's it. That's the name, Cooking Without. <laughs> yeah, a wonderful name. It summed it all up. In fact, I found my, one of my original copies a few weeks ago and uh, oh, well. I always treasure it because it was a lovely little book to have. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it bridged the gap between, you know, me as a therapist telling people what to do and then going home and knowing what to cook. Yeah. Understood. And you got such much better results from clients simply because they were following the regime you'd asked them to follow because it was easy. You know, a lot of people used to say to me that, you know, clients were non-compliant. And I used to say to them, well, if you don't give them guidance, how can you expect them to go and just change their life because you've said so? And yeah, it was a, a huge, huge benefit, I think, to the nutritional industry, having access to that kind of information. So thank you for that. No problem. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and thank you also for sending me your, your latest book, which is, you know, 
a wonderful book. I've had a few recipes out of it. And obviously, it's a much bigger book. So, you know, I would say to you, in, in your mind, obviously, you've, you've evolved the book over time. I mean, four different versions of it. Um, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about what's awaiting people to discover in the latest version. Well, this isn't a, isn't a latest version. It's, it's actually a new book. You know, all the yeah. recipes are completely different. <clears throat> um, there's uh, 160 recipes. They're all free from gluten, dairy, sugar, soya, eggs and yeast. And the reason I've added soya and eggs in this latest one is um, I went, one of my grandsons is quite allergic to things, or was, um, and I went off to hospital in London with him and chatted to the doctors there and said, you know, what are the main foods that are coming up? And soya and eggs seem to be coming up all the time with children who've got allergies. So I thought, okay, those two have got to go out of the book. So yeah. that's what I did. Um, and as the title says, it's easy, it's tasty, and it's healthy. Um, so that was the premise. Um, there's no difficult to obtain ingredients in it. I didn't want people having to, you know, go on the internet to buy something. I actually limited the ingredients in it because things like herbs and spices, I hate it when you get a book, use a spice in one recipe, and then it never gets used again. Yep. So I limited things like herbs and spices so that used in different combinations. I got the flavors I wanted that people weren't having to buy a massive amount of them. Um, and I wanted one, lots of sort of one pot meals, tray bakes, um, soups where you throw everything into the pan. I wanted to get away from having to sweat or fry meat or onions before you start a recipe. Um, so, you know, there's loads of recipes where you throw everything in and bubble it away. And, um, you know, because I've used the right combination of spices, herbs, flavorings, you've still got a really tasty meal. Um, there's lots of veg in the recipes. This is what gets me about so many recipes. They might be gluten-free or dairy-free or whatever, but there's, there's no veg in the recipe. No. You know, there's a pasta with a cream sauce, and I'm like, oh, where's the veg? Um, so all my recipes, I do put a lot of veg in them because I'm always trying to get, you know, my 10 portions, believe it or not, of veg down me a day, never mind five. Um, so yeah, what else is that? There's lots of treats and cakes because I don't believe in denial. I think the more you try to sort of deny yourself something, the more you want it. So, you know, I put the treats in and um, we certainly, every evening we sit down with a couple after our evening meal and we always have a couple of treats, something like, you know, the, the truffles that I've sent you a recipe of. Um, and what it's also good for and what I have been amazed at actually since lockdown, I've been eating this way. Now, I always eat this way because I'm always testing recipes. But I suppose normally I might go out somewhere and I have a bit of wheat in what I've eaten. And I'm not so intolerant that it bothers me that much. But, you know, there's a little bit sneak in here and there. Within lockdown, we haven't had any gluten in the house. We haven't had any dairy in the house. And I've been eating this way because I've been testing lots of new recipes for a possible other book. And... Um, and also I needed to put some on the website, so for that as well. And I've actually lost weight. And I'm thinking, but I've eaten masses. We've eaten so well. I sometimes feel like we've eaten our way out of lockdown because I've been doing all these recipes. But I've actually lost weight. And I didn't actually need to lose weight, you know. But I've lost about five. I keep sort of tightening my belt on my jeans. And I'm thinking, this is so good because all these people, and there's thousands of them out there, um, who were overweight. 
And, you know, COVID has shown this up, that people need to lose that weight. But so many of them think they've got to starve. And you do not need to starve. You just need to eat the right foods. Yeah, it's about the choices, isn't it? It's definitely about the choices. Yeah. Well, you're, you're certainly looking very well on it. You're a good advertisement for it. Thank you. Thank you for giving us an insight into how you arrived at the point that you have and the wonderful new book that you've made available. And I hope that you have every success with this one like you have with the others. And we look forward to being a, a big part of promoting and supporting your work. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. Thank you.